This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. CBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with George Allman. Mark and Ken are both on assignment today. Ken down in the tropics and Mark not. How's that? Good <laughs> morning, George. Good morning. How are you? I think I'm doing okay. Good. It's early. Yeah, but we're used to it. We've been doing this for a while. Have we? And you're a garden guy, so garden guys get up early. Is that what we do? I, well, I do. I try not to get up this early. Yeah. And I, I did look for the moon this morning. I was going to ask. I did not find it. So does that mean we're going to have six more weeks of winter? Well, did you not find it because it's not out or because it was overcast? That's an excellent question. That That's way beyond where I was going <laughs> to. Just looking. I don't uh, know. There was a star. I saw a star in one direction, but it was quite overcast. This it morning. was, yeah. A little bit damp out. Drizzle all week. It was damp. It was cooler this week. I need I need a little bit more sunshine on my body. Well, then I need to change that a little bit on my skin when I'm walking around, my face, my arms. I need sun. Yes, I we I all some, do. I have some plant DNA and, in and me. And you can get some vitamin D supplements in case you're not getting enough sun. But I would assume since you're out in the yard, garden, and nursery on a regular basis, you're getting I think sun. so, except the last several days with the overcast. But we had some, some, some moisture. Are we going to be getting some more, Mr. Weatherman? Well, I'm over here in this seat today, so you're supposed to be the weather. Oh, no, no, man. you're the weather guy. You follow that closely. Uh, I do, but I'm in this seat, so you are supposed... You didn't look it up, I didn't, did you? No, I, I don't look at the weather anymore. It is supposed to be cool and overcast. There's because you ch- usually do it like like Bill Murray in um, Groundhog Day. You know, I, you do the arm things and everything. When, when I'm you start sitting talking still about now, the and I'm looking at you with an in- <laughs> look of incredulity on my face. Just, well, that's pretty normal. Um, is that the way people normally look at you? Most people. We are supposed to have weather this week. We have weather every, all, every week. Okay. Well, it's more specific. We're supposed to get some rain. There is supposed to be some rain coming Sunday through Tuesday, little bits, but they're backing off on the amounts, and now we're at less than a quarter of an inch. And then a little bit of a warming trend, right? It's supposed to get warm. A lot of bit of a warming like trend. Like up to 90 maybe by the weekend. supposed to get hot. Yeah. Which, it got hot last weekend when I was supposed to go out hiking, and I did go out and hike, and it was hot instead of being cool. So I need to hike when it, I'll hike on Monday then. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah, it's going to be a good good day to hike. Thank you. Thank you. Um, last week, I went up El Cajon Mountain, which I always called El Capitan. But El Cap is right next to El Cajon. And El Cajon is the tippy top. And I found a new plant. I saw the photograph of it, yes. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was either. But it is interesting I hiked the trail in October, end of October, and this flower plant wasn't blooming. And it made me think about all the different things that are blooming at different times. 
now my hands are going like Bill Murray in, <laughs> yes, they in, are. in uh, Groundhog Day. But the trails are different constantly. It's like a thousand first dates. Each time you go out, there's going to be different things coming and going. And you were, did you ever identify that white flower you were asking me about that you saw on the Eagle Rock Trail? No, I didn't. I, I, I thought it was a type of Ceanothus, but I, I, have, I, have to, I didn't get a close enough photograph. I was a little afraid of snakes after my encounter, so we didn't walk close enough to take pictures. I had a snake in a striking pose 18 inches from my leg. That's so. what they do. No, not not just rattling, up striking pose. Uh, I understand. Yeah. So a little unnerved that day. It was just trying to say, leave me alone. And, and we did. <laughs> Left him alone. And that rattled you for the well, it in made, perpetuity? It made, it made, no, no, just that day. I was a little bit more cautious. But I, I, if you may recall that less than a week later, I put my hand into a, a plant in the garden, and there was another rattlesnake about a foot from my hand. Luckily, it was cold, and, and he was coiled up and, and relaxing. Not in the mood to strike because it was too cold. You know, I I do recall that, yeah. and I recall the pictures you showed me, and I was pretty excited to go out on the trail. I mean, it was hot, and I was displeased that it was hot because I was going out on the trails. But I was pretty excited because I was hoping to see rattlesnakes. Yeah, I don't mind seeing them when they're at a little bit of a distance, but uh, a foot from my hand. Do you know how many rattlesnakes I saw on the two hikes, two different days, Zeros. 15 miles? Zero. Zero. If people go in front of you, they tend to help get them off the trails. There weren't many people on no. either trail. And on one of the trails, the one in Hamul, there were people coming down the mountain that said, be careful of snakes. And I said, oh, cool, you saw some? Or be careful of rattlesnakes. Right. And they said, no, but that's why we're getting off the mountain while it's still early. What is wrong yeah, that, with people? Yeah, that's weird. So, so back to the plant, though. You, you saw this plant that you hadn't seen oh. before. What, is, what was it? Because oh. I know that it was identified. It was a Pedicularis densiflorus, don't you know? Which is what? In, Indian in warrior. Indian warrior? And it is a little ferny looking. Um, it looks like a little bulb or perennial. And it has ferny foliage. And then this really nice bright red inflorescence comes up. Um, I don't know, six, eight inches tall. Yet when I first saw the photograph before I enlarged it, it looked like a bromeliad of some sort. It, it, it kind of reminded me of that, or, or the, the inflorescence actually looked like bracts, like from a poinsettia. The uh, red, looked, it didn't uh-huh. look like a flower. It looked like right. the, just the, the bracts. But it was, I don't know, it was very surprising. It was only in a small area at the top of El Cajon Mountain at around 3,600 feet or something like that. And... I went to, is it iNaturalist? I think it's iNaturalist. And one of my coworkers was telling me I need to log on so that I can put my pictures on, and then it puts it on the map and blah, 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 blah. And, and I haven't signed up. That identify it for other people. It does, right. but I went and looked at it, and there were other people that had spotted it in that so you they, know, you, same area. Other people did work for you. But not, it hadn't been spotted in years. So I was the only one that saw it. Well, but I didn't post it on there so nobody knows. So, so really other people, it, it could have been spotted. Yes, uh, multiple they, times they could over have done the years, the same. and they, just, they were lazy. Just as I was. As you yes. were. Thank you very much. I'm here to help. Now I feel as though I should just tuck my head, my tail between my legs, and walk home and now. Leave. You just kind of shut me down, didn't you? <laughs> Not at all. No? No. Okay. Um, we were talking about the moisture coming. 
and you were telling me how much moisture you got last week, and I was disputing that. Okay, well, I, I don't think we got tons, but I just think it was more than we expected. And, and as I was saying, I'd put some mulch out uh, in the herb garden, and it was pretty wet. I, mean, I scratched a little bit of the surface, and it went down b- below the mulch. Did you scratch into the dirt to see if it got down to any right, of the right, roots? Right, or to the dirt. Just, just right, no, to the, the dirt. dirt. The dirt itself had had moisture on top. I didn't dig down deep, but it was so having that was just more than I expected. I got you. Yeah. So it, it it percolated through the very porous upper mulch. layer of mulch. But got yeah. So it had like a two inch layer of mulch was wet all the way through. So that's good. Eventually, it'll make its way down into the soil. And I guess I should explain to people. I'm just giving you a look like I'm not really buying it. Um, but to, that doesn't go through the microphone. No, and it's does pretty. It. And, but I, you have that look when you look at me all the time. Do. It's perpetual. So I had a. Uh, I was going somewhere with this, and that you just blanked me out with. I had a customer who brought in, or no, they texted me pictures of their poor pea plants. And they were yellowing and dying, and they had put a thick layer of mulch over them recently, and then were keeping it very wet. It was. It was glossy and wet, and I th- and then they cleared it away, and you could see the stems were either rotting or there were sow bugs down there oh. that were taking refuge in the mulch and eating the stems of their peas and wiping them out. So there you go. No more mulch. Well, mulches get up, but not up against the plant. Speaking of peas, though, how are yours doing? Are you about done? Uh, there's still more coming. We have a ton but- coming all of a sudden. It, just, it happened almost overnight from a very slow start this season, as I'd mentioned previously. and But they look great, and they're very tasty. The, the bottom halves of most of the peas that I have, the bottom six feet of them are now really mildewed and dying, but the tips still have fresh pea pods coming. Uh-huh. But I have to broach this. I think I've been eating, I told you, peas right. every morning and every evening, and sometimes in between. And... I don't think I should eat that many peas. I Why? think they're upsetting my system. You're eating okay. Uh, maybe you're getting you're getting fatter. Is that what I that think is? so? And I'm blaming really? the peas. I, I would not blame the peas. What What else are you eating with the like? Are you well, putting butter in them or the, oh, no? I'm I'm going out <laughs> and picking them straight off of the plant and consuming them. And sometimes if my hands are dirty, I just bite them off of the sure. plant, so I don't even have to touch them. Right. But that's the only thing that's changed in my in my diet wait, wait and exercise. Wait. I always always oh, wait 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 on the on the frequency of adverbs. Always is the first one. Are you sure it's always? I most of my or often maybe might be a more appropriate sometimes, but always. That silence is that another blank stare at Mister <laughs> Allman. I usually m- most of my. Habits are fairly set. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that is different right now are the peas that I'm consuming. And I'm consuming a lot of fresh peas. You want to look those up? And I, tell well, me I was going to ask, my, my next question was, what, what's that on your desk at work? Is that What's the caloric intake with the added sugars? Well, that's just, this has started before that, and that okay. box is gone. All right. And that was a very healthy, all-natural cereal. Okay. With extra added sugars. <laughs> Just checking. And it was quite tasty. That ha- Oh, I can't. So, what are you doing? Well, I'm I'm going to see what the caloric content of peas, peas are, are for you. And while you're looking that up, I will tell you that I took some and I think I told you this last week, I'm not sure. I put them in a jar with 
the brine and some pepperoncini peppers from my excessive gallon of pepperoncinis that I bought, the pickled pepperoncinis, and I put the peas in that brine, and that, that's quite good. And you're doing that in the shell, you said, right? Yes, yeah. I just take the whole thing. But you're doing very it. thin the, the, when they're, fr- I mean, just tiny baby peas. Some, no, no, no. no. Even Some the... of them are a little bit bigger, and they're okay. still they're still quite acceptable. So fresh peas, one cup, a whole cup of fresh peas is only 117 calories. With, that's not going to do it. With tiny Minuscule. The, the okay, amount of fat now, is not even worth. But see, I'm not taking them out of the shells, so the shells probably add a significant number. They're probably of loaded with cholesterol, yes, fat, yes, yeah, no fiber. Yeah, that's probably it. No protein. Aren't peas for storing? Don't, shouldn't it just go? Isn't that what we eat peas for? They're, they you dry them and you have them forever, so that they're drying inside of my system. Okay. Well, you do dry peas, and you can make pea soup. Okay, like so it's not, the, it's not the peas. I don't think it's the peas. I didn't think it was the peas before I looked up the caloric content of a pea. So there has to be something else. You think it might be the, the food or the beverage intake? But that's usually fairly constant. That's, that's where I was going with that. Yeah, I understand. That. So I, I don't know. All right. The best way to do it is to log everything you eat. That ain't going to happen. I know. Because most of what I eat, well, not most. I do a lot of browsing. You graze. Grazing. Yeah. Grazing. Thank you. And I do that too. Huh. You're, you're ruining it all for me, George. I have these things all figured out, and then you poo-poo them. Well, if you would like to talk mulch or poo-poo them, give us a call. The phone number here is 888-344-1170. You are listening to Garden Talk on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back shortly. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. Welcome back to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ North County. I am David Ross, along with George Almond, Ken, and Mark are doing. Other things, certainly not more important, but different things than joining us. If you uh, were listening before the break, you heard the riveting discussion of peas, good or bad. And George, I think, has a tiny bit more for us, do you not? We decided they're good? I decided they're good. Okay. It's a fresh vegetable. Vegetables are good for you. Okay. So grow them. That was the, that's where we were going. And okay. That started this is how are they doing in the garden. Okay. So should we be planting peas at this time of the year, George? No, we should not. It's a cool season crop. And okay. so if you have them, you're wrapping up your, your peas. And now they should be planting the peas of summer, which we call? String beans. Beans. Right. Yes. Thank you. They can and we actually have, we have uh, soybeans, uh, edamame as well, up at 
the nursery. Yeah, I still don't get that. I like those. I, maybe because I lived in Japan. They were always there on the table when you went out to a restaurant or a bar or something. And that's why you are as bulky as you are from eating all those peas or beans. Right. The that's same. exactly right. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? <laughs> all right. Um, if you would like to give us a call, the phone number is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Um, last week, we were talking about people who had visited the Huntington. That's correct. Last week, uh, Mark had gone just recently. And we got sidetracked by Santa Anita and the beauty of Santa Anita. Which I've never been to. Nor have I. Right. But I would say if you go to the Huntington Gardens, that the Huntington Gardens are worthy of discussion as well because I think there's probably a lot more plant material to see. And if you're a gardener or a plant lover, the gardens are spectacular. But manure is good for gardens, correct? Manure is good for so gardens. So Santa Anita could— Oh, I see could, how you segued. Well yeah. done. Okay. Yeah. But we'll come back to the Huntington because you went this week, right? We, uh, Capri and I went um, Sunday. Correct, so last week. Due to, I haven't been there for 25-plus years. You know, years. We, we went last summer— um, and it was it was gorgeous last summer, but the, the roses were kind of spent as, as it got into the heat of the summer. But uh, last weekend, just spectacular. It's and if an, you haven't been, it's 120 acres with a lot of divisions of different um, plant areas. They have an Australian section, a tropical section, uh, a big herb garden. The roses, they have 4,000, I think, individual roses, 1,200 different um, cultivars. I just think about pruning those when you say that. Yeah, I think they must have some volunteers because, and they're closed on Tuesdays, so I would assume that they do most of the, the work on Tuesdays. But what? Uh, they have a, a, the one thing we didn't go see, and that's they have a whole desert section, and I'm not a big deserty kind of plant guy, and neither is Capri, so we didn't spend any time over there. But the roses, the herb garden, oh, the Chinese garden, it's the largest Chinese garden outside of Asia. It I is, did not know that. It is huge outside I, of China. I remember going up and seeing a Japanese garden. They have a Japanese somewhere. garden, and it ties in uh, through a path to a uh, Chinese garden. And there's beautiful pond water features, new buildings. And they just, last time we went, there was a lot of construction going on, and that has since been completed. Well, that's what I remember. Not the construction, but the Japanese garden was up on a hill, and there was water features coming down and a little... The bridge, bridge right. in the foreground. It right. was it was beautiful, it, and it still is. And and the Chinese garden has expanded. They have they, there are a lot of new plants that they just recently put a lot of ginkgos, a ginkgo biloba's put in, and a peony. And what was interesting, the Ito, Ito. And what was interesting about the Ito was we, we're walking, and I, I had said, "Oh look, there's look at that, you know, beautiful yellow bloom," but the Monrovia tag was still on it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually took a photograph of it because it, it caught my my eye as I saw the Monrovia tag. So we sell these down at the nursery. I have a picture. Who sent me a picture? Um, somebody sent me a picture. Oh, Coastal, Huntington Beach, of a an Ito peony that was up and blooming. They they will, the transplants from the east where peonies grow wild. I'm You are one of those, correct? Correct. Those peonies will not grow here unless you live up, I guess, Julian, in Julian. Right. Um, Neil Morgan, I think, used to get peonies for his ranch up in julian i things we remember but but the uh, ito are more well, forgiving they'll do very well here um mary came in and picked up a bunch and potted them uh into planters into pots on her on her deck and they are so what what's gorgeous. the what would be the care and culture for those that, that variety here it, it, obviously not full sun i 
disagree with that. Do you? Yeah. Well, I was surprised because they had him in uh, up at the gardens in basically full sun, and I just didn't think they would do as they, well. They will. And they'll take full sun down to filtered sun. I would imagine a little bit less sun. The flowers will last longer. Right. But um, we, she put hers in straight azalea mix, the azalea That's a, probably a good potting, idea. Yeah. potting mix, which I think would be perfect for them. But the sun thing, I would have guessed partial shade. But my friend Jim, the our former Monrovia rep who now lives in Arizona, had one in full afternoon sun at his house in Prescott. And I remember it was up on the hill beyond his house, and uh, it did fine there with uh, three-quarters of a day, including the afternoon, heat of, beating of, on it. Of it Arizona was, sun. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so I fine. stand corrected. I would have thought they needed a little bit of shade here. Well, you don't have to correct that because you said I would have thought that. And That's true. And it's totally yeah. okay for you to think that. It's wrong. <laughs> well, it's incorrect, <laughs> but it's totally but it's okay appropriate to for it. you to think that. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I was at the, the Huntington, you said you poo-pooed the, uh, the desert garden. And I have a recollection of going past, I believe there were cactus houses, down a path, and then went down a little path, and there was a, a bulb. It looked like an amaryllis, but it was a branching spike with these very elongated flowers on it. I think it is buffon. But I remember seeing it in bloom on that pathway headed down to the cactus garden. So right. you missed that. Well, well, yeah, well Except it, for, it, may, it may not have been in bloom this time. Because, correct. Because we were go, we did go down towards that area because you, you, you go off to the left as you come through towards the desert garden. And, and then you're going to be down where the ponds are, the lily ponds. And that's very pretty as well. I don't think some I made sculptures. it to those. And, some... and the art gallery is open right now, which had been closed for a while. So you can see... Um, do you so know many, what days they're – you said every day but Tuesday I think now, Tuesday's the only it, day that they're closed, right? And okay. you do need reservations. You have to purchase your tickets in advance. But another interesting thing is camellias. They have a huge collection of camellias. Are they surrounding an enormous rectangular grassy area? The I remember camellia? seeing camellias I'm walking y- Yes, it. I mean, yeah, there's a grassy area. They have a bunch, and then they have a, a fair number in the paths between the Chinese garden and the Japanese garden. They have, have like 1,200 cultivated varieties. going to have to go back up yeah. there. And 80 different species, I think. Or, How far out are they booking? Do you know? Is it uh, I, is I it think it was like wait? a week or so oh, for us to do it. Maybe two weeks. going to have to. It, it's it's worth it. it it's, was it. Were there a lot of people there? Is it well, it's, enough it's, space? It's, that... it's metered. I mean, they're not letting a lot of people in. So um, there was plenty of space. It was not crowded at all. And I don't mean space from COVID space. No, I know I what just you mean. mean. No, exactly. No, it when was, you're wandering grounds you like to wander them you could alone. yeah you could wander easily you know the sometimes if you were taking a photograph there might be some people getting ready to walk in front of you you pause for a moment but it was not crowded at, by any means oh i just tried hollering you pause and just I, let I, them yeah, pass sometimes it's probably yeah. a better way of doing it <laughs> i should wish i'd thought of that um anything else stand out there um, there's big bamboo stands below the Japanese garden, it seems to me. You know, I, I don't. Re- I, I think we saw them last time. I don't recall seeing them this time. The there are tons of palm trees. I'm also not a big palm guy, as you know. But the palm garden is that's where there's a nice rolling lawn. You can sit and rest if you want to just take in the beauty of everything. It's a it's a nice place to go. All right, so I need to reschedule. You should. And then we'll go to Santa Anita afterwards and see where all of the mulch comes we, from. We should. <laughs> we should actually make a, a trip up there together. It'd be, it'd be uh, worthy of, of of consideration because we could 
learn I could learn a lot from going with you. Well, you know that that old commercial you can learn a lot from a dummy. <laughs> That's is that true. is yes. that what you mean? That's exactly what Buckle I mean. Your safety belts. Yeah. Isn't that how that went? Uh, if you would like to participate, if you've been to the Huntington or have not been to the Huntington, care or don't care. The phone number here is 888-344-1170. Um, we have been out on the how, – how much time did you spend there? Uh, just till we got there, our appointment or our scheduled arrival was 1130. I think we got there at 11, and we stayed till just closing. Which so is? 5 o'clock. And did you see – Fifty percent of it, seventy-five percent of the gardens. What would you well, guess? Well, I would say behind? probably closer to seventy-five, maybe eighty percent. We we did pause to go through the gallery, so we did see the art. And you have a start time. Is there an other than closing? Are you no, allowed? Yeah. Once you're in, you're in. You're in. You're in. There's no. I, I, if I remember correctly, there's no. You know, some places you can get stamped and come back in. You can go somewhere, but once you leave, you leave. You're done. Right. And the food, the, the food venue is open, but they the, everything is grab and go. There's nothing being cooked for you. You can't order anything, but can they you, have a lot of food. Did you take a picnic? Are you allowed to take food you, you in? Can or food. They, you can bring you food. You can take your little yeah. picnic basket. A picnic. A picnic. Hey, hey, boo-boo. Basket. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, boo-boo. Um, how long did it take you to get up there? Not long. Less than two hours. Hour and 50 minutes, hour and 45 minutes. That's right. Yeah. There's less traffic right now. There's less traffic. I was a little concerned because it was a Sunday thinking, you know, everybody would be out and about, but and it wasn't bad at all. It's in the heart of Pasadena, right? It's actually, I think, in San Marino. I don't think it's, it's like right on the outskirts of Pasadena. Okay. Very easily accessible. Very easy. And I guess you probably want to do it before, before summer arrives. We went July 6th last year. and What it, was the temp? It was hot. I don't remember the temperature, but it was gorgeous. I mean, everything was, especially well, all the green, you know, everything that's, that's going to leaf out was spectacular. And there's plenty of shade trees there. So if there are lots of shade warm, trees, except go. the roses are not. I mean, so the roses are in full sun, and that was, and that's why I think they looked a little ratty last year at that and are, point. And are they all together? Are there... The roses are all together. There's a large uh, walkway uh, that you can walk under that have a lot of climbing roses, and then, you know, the, the preponderance of them are out in open mulched field on a big lawn. It's gorgeous. All right. All right. That reminds me, however, brings me to the Barona Rose Garden. Should be coming in. I was thinking about I was going to ask you about that. I want to go. We want to go up and see that. You know the. See David up there. The El Cajon Trail looks down over the Barona Valley. Gives you a beautiful view of the entire Barona Valley, which looks really neat from up there. Could you see the roses from up there? No, but I could see the parking garage that was between the roses and me do, do you have to, to go to those gardens you just can park and go and see them you don't have to go to the casino no 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 okay. you drive in you go down the long entryway you go there's through the baseball the fields I, i've been there for a baseball tournament for if my you son build it they will come you go past the parking garage and you, you actually you head for the daycare center and there's a few parking spaces near the daycare center or there's the entire parking garage that is right there and the rose garden is between the two I think we're going to have to go check that one out. Yeah, that would be easier for us to do and, uh, right. whenever we wanted rather than driving to, Pas- to San Marino, not Pasadena. If you would like to give us a call, the phone number is 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and Praise North County. We'll be back right after this.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. I think we ought to hum a few bars. I think we should duet. All right. <laughs> Romeo and duet. We'll do that uh, next. the next one. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not? All right. <laughs> We want to keep keep the seven people listening. listening. If you seven people would like to give us a call, the phone number here is 888-344-1170. You are listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with George Allman. Mark and Ken are on assignment. Ken is studying the tropics. Well, kind of the tropics. Kind of. A tropical environment. And uh, Mark isn't. Is that fair? That is fair. What were you telling me right? Be, well, during the break, of how many species of what well, are there? Begonias. I, I've never been a big begonia fan. However, there are over two thousand different um, species of begonias, which I didn't know until recently. And it's one of the largest uh, genus of plants, of flowering plants. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the phone call that's coming well, in. It does. I it, appreciate. it does. It does. No, it does. Right? Isn't it? No, it doesn't. Oh, that phone call. Yeah, so. <laughs> You're right. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Yeah, that's But we I were going to talk about begonias. We will in a minute. Yes. But before that, let's go to Rick in La Jolla, who has comments on peas. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. How you doing? We're well so doing far. Well. You didn't eat any peas this morning, did you? No, I did not. Okay, here's, here's a clue. It may be true for you. It might not. There's a book called The Plant Paradox by Dr. Stephen Gundry, and he also wrote a book uh, called The Longevity Paradox. And what he's discovered with some of his patients that have uh, chronic illness is they're sensitive to plant lectins. And lectins are plant proteins that protect the plant against being eaten by bugs. And so uh, sometimes humans eat them, and they react to the plant lectins. Lectins are usually somewhat destroyed by cooking, so eating raw peas is probably the worst-case scenario for getting the biggest dose of the lectins. But anyway, that's a resource for you. Well, that's interesting and, because uh, it, is, it is pretty high. I mean, it's 7.9 grams of protein in a single a cup of, well, of peas. I so. know about the lectins in right. beans because I've had... Uh, an immediate, almost immediate adverse reaction to peas, or to beans, fresh off of the vine. But I have not had that same experience with peas. And I, I know the name that you're mentioning because he shows up constantly in my Facebook feed uh, telling me stories about lectins. And he is the reason that every time I walk over to my little uh, plastic container of tomatoes, I, I, I still eat them, but the tomato peels have... Tons of lectins in them, and they're not supposed to be good for you and for your gut health, right? 
Right. I think it depends on the individual, like all things, whether you react to them or not. But you obviously react, so I'd be very careful. All righty, sir. Thanks, Rick, very much. Right. That's that's all very right. helpful. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye. You too. So what I'm, I'm guessing is maybe chocolate cake in the morning might be better for you. Well, you know, I did have a birthday a couple of weeks ago, and I had a chocolate <laughs> cake in my fridge for a week, yeah. which is good. I kept it for a whole week. Uh-huh. I, I made it last a week, which normally wouldn't happen at my house. So that's not a bad thing. Um, now, right before we talked to Rick about my bad lectins and my poor gut health, um, <laughs> you were telling us about begonias, correct? I was. I was just commenting how I, I have never been a big fan of them. They do have some gorgeous flowers. I recognize that, but they're they're not gorgeous. They're spectacular when done correctly. Okay, and so what what constitutes being done correctly? Well, I don't know the answer to that question, but I know someone who does, Ah. and that's the important thing. So let us talk to Oliver, who does know many things. Good morning, Oliver. Thanks for getting up early and calling us this morning to talk to us about what he's a garden guy. He's up early. He didn't get up special. Yeah, but I think two weeks ago when I texted him, yeah, I, well, anyway, he was there for us. <laughs> Good morning, Oliver. Well, How are you? I didn't have my I didn't have my coffee two weeks ago, so now I, I am and I'm ready to go. All right. So tell us about begonias. Why do I have such <clears throat> wonderful recollections and memories of begonias that I remember seeing in the your display at the fair? Um, why don't you tell us where you're from and who you are and Tell me how to pronounce the name of your business because I never know. I've been dealing with you guys for 30 years now, and I still don't know. Is it Wideners or Weedners? No, it's uh, it's Wideners. It's a Swedish name, so that's why it's pronounced that way. So a lot of people say Weedners, but it's uh, technically Wideners. So okay. it really doesn't matter. Well, um, we like to get things right here. But you guys have always yeah. grown the most spectacular begonias, and that's why... I have fond recollections of begonias, and George doesn't. But you guys have—I remember seeing in the newspaper the the ad that said it's time to come dig your begonias. Yes, yeah, our field will open here May first. We uh, we usually plant it about mid to end of March, and then the plants need about six weeks or so to grow. And uh, so that's that's the perfect time to get started to get them planted in your garden. How many do you put down in this? growing area where people come and pick their own or, or dig their own what how many do you plant every year uh, we have about four thousand in there are, are they all the same what or what what's the variations how many different varieties what we do is we use what we call the non-stops um those are the traditional really they've been around for a long time they start we started from seeds or we buy little seedlings and um get them planted we usually plant them in actually in the greenhouse. Uh, a lot of people don't know petunia, uh, uh, begonias are long day plants, so they need longer days. So March 15 is about the time when the days are long enough that you can naturally plant them outside. So we start them early in the greenhouse and then uh, light them for about four hours at night, and then we plant them. And so there's really just one. One series, they're the non-stops, and then they have about six to eight different colors. Now, I recall some, when I think of non-stops, I think of the profusion of flowers, but smaller flowers. Yes. Is that what these are? Yeah, these are a little bit smaller. Now, there is a, there is a series, they're called the Giants, 
And uh, they used to be grown by a nursery up north. They called Antonelli Brothers. And some, of, some people may recognize the name. And uh, they went out of business a few years ago, sold the genetics to one of the large breeders, and they're actually bringing them back. So we had some of them last year, and we don't have them this year. But, uh, uh, yeah, they're still out there. They're really difficult to get a hold of at this point. Uh, the seed production is a little bit difficult, but uh, they're still out there. And then they're, they're just really spectacular when you have any one of those. And they come about 15 or 20 different colors. I don't think I've ever seen begonias grown as nicely as they are grown by your outfit. So, Well, well someone, oh, who, thank you. someone who is a begonia guy, how did the name nonstop, is it to do with the flowering, how there are constant flowers, or how did the name come to be? Do you know? No, no, I don't know. You know, some, sometimes these guys just come out with names. They sit down on the tables, and uh, perhaps uh, nonstop is meant to be it's nonstop flowering. But the variety has been around so long that, that I don't know where the name came from. Well, let's go with the, the nonstop flowering. That sounds good to me. That, we'll, that would make sense. We'll just call it that, and if somebody wants yeah. to call yeah, us does. out, we'll let them. But we'll, we'll go with that. Um, so it starts May 1st. What are the hours when people can come and dig their own begonias? Uh, we're open 9 to 5 every day. And you need to, you know, you need to be ready to uh, get dirty, right? Get your hands dirty when you come over and get them. We have boxes. We have shovels and little knee pads for people who want it. And the really fun part is you do this with your family, right? You have a young family, you bring your kids to come in and you go out there and you pick the one that you really want. You have like, you know, have a choice of three to 4,000 plants and you just pick the perfect <laughs> one that's perfect for you. So that's, that's the fun of it. Excellent. Where are you guys located? Is it Encinitas? What, what exit do you take off the five north to get to your play or off to the five to get to you? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Locadia Boulevard. Locadia so, yeah, Boulevard. we are in beautiful Encinitas, um, and it's right right off the freeway. You can see us from the freeway. Actually, it's on the frontage road, and it's called uh, Parios, and the corner of Parios and Normandy Road is where we're located at. And do you, do you have a website that we can direct yeah, folks to? Yeah, of course. To? Yeah, it's whiteness dot com. Okay. And that's W E I D N E R S dot com. Yes. The begonia yes, people. David. The begonia folks. So, the, yes. The begonia people. Now, there is, you know, there's a lot more begonias out there these days than there used to be. So there is, and, and David, you guys carry some of it in the store too, but there's so many different types of begonias. They really have uh, had a big comeback, I would say, in the last five or six years. Just a lot of different types. We have them for inside, outdoors. We have them for coastal sun. Most of them are shade plants, um, but different flower types. There's just so much going on with begonias these days. So it's a, it's a very exciting plant. Well, there, there are a lot that I, I'm not familiar with. I mean, they're, they're, I, I don't grow them typically, but there's like tuberous and, and the, um, something called rex I had seen. Are you, are those you familiar are with those, pretty, Those are the pretty leafed ones. Right. You're, you're the ones, the nonstops are little tubers, right? They're bulbs. Yeah, so we start them in seeds in the spring, but then in the fall when they go dormant, they, they build bulbs. And are then the, that's what the tuber is. And that's what you are traditionally thinking of. So those yes. are considered tuberous so, begonias? Is that what we would be Yeah, correct? they are. Those mm-hmm. are the tuberous begonias. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you guys yeah, we are have, al- we have. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you guys we are have along one the that's coast. Called... <laughs> you have one that's called? 
we have one that's called Solinia begonia, and that's uh, that's that's kind of my favorite one because it's it's a plant that you can really use indoors or outside. And then on the coast, you can use it in the sun. That's usually the one that I take home first and plant in a planter, and it blooms till about November, just nonstop. So there you go, nonstop. There you, there's a name. There, there you there go. go. Now, are you going to bring some of those? To, we, we buy a lot of flowers from from you guys uh, that we sell at both of our Walter Anderson Nursery locations. Are you going to bring us some of those special begonias you just mentioned, or when are they going to be ready for the for us to purchase? Yeah, they're available, and and you you had some in the store. You may have some now. So they've been. Yeah, you have received them. All right, we'll go back and 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 check it out. Now they like your coastal climate. They like Walter Anderson Nursery in San Diego and in the Point Loma area. In Poway, are we okay with begonias, and do they just need some shade, or what do we do with begonias in Poway? Yeah, you need to be in the shade. I think the heat is not a big problem for most of them, but the shade is is important. Sometimes Poway might be a little bit easier. Um, there's a, a mildew could be a problem for begonias generally, definitely around the coastline when we have a lot of June gloom going. So in Poway, it's, I would assume it's drier and you have less of that. So you might even have a better climate in, in late summer or so um, when, when we have a lot of these overcast. All righty, Oliver. Oliver, thank you very much for giving us a call and telling people about it. I, you know, I've never dug my own begonias. So Nor have I. We're going to have to do lots of field trips. We got to go to Verona. We got. Yeah, go you to... guys, you guys got to come out here. I'm coming. I, I we will. We All right. will. You know, hey, Oliver, what are your hours? What are the hours once you open up? Uh, nine, n- nine to five. Nine to five, seven days a week. Yep. Seven days a week, including okay. Sundays. Does that include Sundays too? <laughs> yes. We always get that. Yeah, phone. that's seven days, right? Yeah. Yep. We always get that question. You're open. We're open every day until five. Oh, does that include Sundays? Yes, it does. Well, thank you very much, Oliver, for the call. And uh, I, we're going to have to take a break here, real quick. So thanks for calling, and we'll see you sometime in the next couple of weeks. If you want to give right, us a take call, take care, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. If you want to participate, the phone number is eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. You're listening to Garden Talk here on. KCBQ and KPRZ will be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I'm not going to sing with you. Sing with me. Come on. <laughs> Buddies. Sing with me. All right. <laughs> um, welcome back to Garden Talk. I am David Ross, along with George Allman. Ken and Mark are doing better things. No. Oh, no, no, no. Different no. things Different right things. now. Different things right now. Um, we were talking to Oliver from Widener's, which I now know. Now you know correctly. Correct. Yes. And just a, if anybody wants to kind of try and picture where they are, if you're on the 5 North and you go up to Lucadia Boulevard, you take the exit at Lucadia Boulevard, and then you go 
light permitting, when the light says it's okay, you go straight across the intersection onto the frontage road. You don't go right or left. You go straight onto the frontage road, and then wideners will be on You're your right. You're talking to Garden Talk folks. They they didn't need that. They knew. They knew already. They knew to stop at a red light and go appropriately. Well, right. I don't know anymore. It's 2021. Is not <laughs> different things are uh, are as different things are as they are. Different Before things are we different. talk more about. Um, Begonias, because I do, I love begonias. Um, we're going to go out to I uh, Blossom Valley, I'm pretty sure, where Pam, Pam the nurse, is going to tell us why I should be happy not to have come across rattlesnakes, I'm guessing. Good morning, Pam. <laughs> you guessed correctly. <laughs> I feel so sorry for you that you can't find a rattlesnake. Um, he needs to just walk with me because uh, we'll find them for if, him. If I ever get bitten by a rattlesnake, nobody is going to believe me that it was an accident. They're going to think I was trying to play with it. And so I have to, I have to protect myself because no one, <laughs> no one, I'm going to be blamed. Exactly. Well, most bites it, are because people, It won't be yeah. the rattlesnake's fault. But what did you want to sh- tell us, Pam? Well, I have I have a couple of rattlesnake stories. But I, you know, we're just loaded with rattlesnakes usually, um, to the point that one morning I walked out. You know, we have a deck around two sides of our house, and I walked out my front door, and was standing at the railing, and looked down. And you know, I'm blind, uh, so I see this strange V-shaped um, shadow. And I looked at the shadow, and I thought, what's causing that V-shaped shadow? I've never seen a V-shaped shadow here. And I was looking at it, and the darn shadow started moving, and it was a sidewinder. I had walked right by it, right from my front door. That's what I wanted. So I start yelling for my son, who was down taking care of the horses, and he wouldn't answer me. So I stood there, stood still. And watched the sidewinder, which followed the very edge of the house, and after and and very it it, it it it's interesting to watch it move because it is so difficult for it to make any um, distance at all. I mean, it's he really has to work because he forms this V every time he moves an inch. And he he went down the side of the house all the way and disappeared. And my my son never answered me. And I thought, well, fiddle, I know he's right down there. Man, and you don't think so he put he, the snake there, do you? No. Okay. When 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 he came up, I said, "Why didn't you answer me when I was yelling for you?" And he said, I was saving my life from a rattlesnake. Ah. <laughs> he had his own, he had his he own had battles his own, to fight. Yes. Yes. He had been, one had struck at him and he was taking care of it. And he was down with the horses. And of course, the other story, the rattlesnakes have cost us a lot of money. Um, one of our broodmares was bitten on the end of the nose. Fortunately for us, she was bitten uh, just um, before the vet came to give her a shot. She was pregnant, and um, when we went down, this you know her her head started swelling. And he said, "What's the matter with your mare's head?" And I said, "Why?" And it was you know about 
three times its size, and he had to quick do a a, a trach on her. Wow. So, I, you know, and I've had a lot of experience taking care of trachs and people, but never a horse. That was quite a quite an experience. I'll bet it was. Now, it says Rattlesnake Story Rose question, and I do have one more caller behind you, Pam. Did you have a question about your roses? Yes, yes. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, uh, we lost uh, an old-fashioned rose that was in our rose garden this summer. I... You know, it, our roses had not been um, uh, taken care of properly for some time, and I got a wonderful woman that knows how to, and her name is Pam, <laughs> that knows how to uh, uh, prune roses properly. So this is an old-fashioned rose, and it was really overgrown. And so she pruned it, and it was um, half its size. I don't know whether that had anything to do with it or not, but we had one day of 120-degree weather here this last summer, and it died. So it's, we got a, a big space where we want to replace the roses, and I just wondered, it, it's been, it had been in the ground there for, it's right alongside the deck, uh, been there for more than 20 years, if it was safe to replant another rose now and what I should do to take care of the area where, you know, the, that rose came from. If, yes, it'd be safe to plant, to, to replant there. I would add a lot of organic matter. Maybe you have some composted horse manure from out in the out in the pasture that you could use and to amend the soil with and re-energize and reinvigorate the soil with the with the compost. And it should be fine. Now, Walter Anderson's does not have a good selection of roses right now. So I don't know. Uh, Niffing's out by you uh, has usually a pretty good rose selection. Niffing's uh, nursery, there are uh, just across the freeway. I would be freeway. surprised if that's not where the, uh, uh, that rose came from in the, to begin with, the well, one that came, it was old, old-fashioned rose, really uh, old-fashioned. I would check with them because they, they specialize in roses, and they usually have them. Uh, we sold out of them very early this year. So um, check with Niffings and see if they have it. If not, we will get in our new roses back at, uh, in the middle of December, and we'll get you one then. Um, thanks, okay. for the, thanks very much for the call, Pam. Let's quickly try and get up to Joanne in Placerville or Placerville and talk about a cherry tree real quickly. Yes, that's it. I, um, I listen to K-Praise still on iHeartRadio, uh, and I'd like to – get up earlier on Saturday so I can hear you. Um, I, I was walking my property and I realized that there's a cherry tree and the other two fruit trees, and I can't remember what they are right now. They do still have the little paper hanging on them. Um, the, the cherry tree didn't have any buds or anything. I don't think it's dead, but I don't, is there anything I can do? We only have a very few seconds left, but cherries have been coming out very late this year, so I'd give it a little extra, little extra water, and hopefully it'll come out. If it does not, we'll talk about it next week. Thanks for the call. You have been listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and K-Praise. We'll see you next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great week. Horticulture News. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. 
There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.